Welcome to Confessions from a Pastor's Wife. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like the content of this video, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can also catch this podcast on Apple and Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. Well, I am back again. I'm going to talk about something that is a bit of a sensitive subject for some people, you know, with the holidays growing closer, it can be really difficult to navigate if your family situation isn't perfect or ideal, you know? And so, um, one of the verses that really made me think, um, about my dynamic was in Exodus 20, um, verse 12, God tells us that we need to honor your mother and father, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So it's repeated throughout the Old and New Testament that you need to honor your parents. That one for me can be a little bit tricky, not because I don't love my parents, just because of the situation that I find myself in and how our relationship is now. So I'll just give you a bit of a backstory. Um, you know, my mom and I were always really close I don't really remember a day without her. Um, she's a very loyal woman, um, lots of fun. My dad, um, still a, a really good dad when he was around, um, but, you know, he he liked to, they were partiers, you know, like I remember being young and, and um, streetlights would come on, but, you know, we'd be in the front yard playing all the neighborhood kids and they would just be having parties and... I went to a, a lot of adult parties and I like I don't really remember much just because they separated when I was quite young but um through the separation you know my I saw my dad on the weekends but he was kind of chaotic you know he bounced around from place to place and um had a different girlfriend a few different times and you know it just it it was kind of chaotic spending time over there I love my dad and I want to spend time with him, but it wasn't always fun when I came back. My mom was like the stable one. Um, she's very sweet, um, again, very loyal. And uh, and that just kind of, our relationship kind of changed when, you know, I was going through my own difficulties with um, my ex-husband and it came to light, you know, things that happened between myself and my mom's husband and um you know she found out everything and chose to remain with her husband so I struggle how do I honor that right because I don't feel like <laughs> you know she's really um really thinking about me but I'm, and I'm going to get into that and I'm going to talk to you about how I deal with boundaries when it comes to my family and my, my mom and my dad um, and how I navigate it and how I can still honor them. It just might not look the same as what, you know, typically people think when they want to honor their parents, you know, for the most part, people have amazing parents like my husband, my husband now has amazing parents. My ex-husband had amazing parents. So you know, it wouldn't be difficult to honor them. Um, so I'm just going to talk about how I deal with it because I know that there are some people out there who kind of are having problems with, with family members and they don't know where to put the boundaries or if it's okay. 
So um, for me, for my mom, and the fact that, you know, she has, with all the information that she has, has chosen to stay with her husband, um, the way that I can honor her is by respecting that fact. I'm trying to lead and live a Christian life. And I understand that her covenant is not with me. Her covenant is with her husband, just as my covenant is with my husband, not with my children. His covenant is with me, not with his children. And that might be backwards thinking for the world because you live for your children. That is your gut instinct. That is your primal instinct is to protect and be there for your children and heaven help anyone who gets in the way and tries to hurt them. However, your covenant, if you have a God-centered marriage, is with your husband and your wife. It's between your husband and your wife. Your kids fall under the umbrella, but that's not the covenant. Your covenant is with your husband and or your wife. Okay, so I, when I first was dealing with the fact that she wasn't going to leave, you know, I offered to give her a place to stay. Um, I even invited her over for Thanksgiving once. But I remember whenever extended family, when I was younger, would invite my mom places and not her husband, it created a lot of turmoil in their relationship. And my mom was stuck in the middle. And that's not something I ever want to do to my mom. She is an amazing human being. I just feel like she is being taken advantage of. I'm, I'm just going to say it out there. I think that she's been taken advantage of for the majority of her life because she is such a trusting, giving woman. Um, so I invite her over and it, and it can create um, discord in her relationship because, you know, he wants to be invited and um, it's just not something that I'm willing to do. And so how I can honor her is, again, not making her choose between her husband and me, me being her child, um, which is really difficult because I, I, I love the fact that she is so loyal and that's something that I want to aspire to do and, and be and, and be this like amazingly loyal woman. I just, it's hard for me because the person she's being loyal to, to really hurt me in, in a very bad way. So that can be hard to reconcile. And I know I have family members and, and people in my life that are saying, you know, you just need to get over it. And it's just really hard for me to do because um, the hurt I have forgiven and, and I have um, healed, but it doesn't mean that I don't remember, you know, it's not like I'm holding any grudges. I'm definitely not. But I need to create this healthy boundary because her husband isn't safe for me to be around, isn't safe for my kids to be around. And I don't think that anyone would say otherwise, you know? So if I try to have a relationship with my mother, that puts her relationship at risk. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to force her hand. It has to be her decision. Um, and so that's how I can honor her. Um, I have also told her, you know, if you ever need any help, I am here for you. I will never turn my back on my mom. 
she called me up one day and said, I need your help or someone told me that she was in trouble, I would be there in a heartbeat. Like there, there is nothing that would keep me from helping my mom. It's just our relationship doesn't look like the way that I thought it would be, you know, coming into my 40th year, things happening in my life that I thought I would be able to share with my mom. And I know some people don't have I knew this was going to be hard. (laughs) Some people don't have their mom. And they can be listening to this and, and tell me, you know what, your mom is still on earth. And so you should just put everything aside and have that relationship with her. But again, how do I do that? And not put her marriage at risk, you know? Um... I just remember whenever she was invited places, the fallout, and then she would have to choose. And then people would get mad at her. Well, why are you choosing not to come? You're separating yourself from your family. And it always put her in the middle. And I do not want to do that to her. She has suffered a lot. And I don't want to be the cause of any pain for her. She has given me a lot. And she sacrificed a lot for me when I was young. So... It's just not something that I'm willing to do. And that's really difficult. It's really hard because I feel like she has passed away, though she's here. And that's that's so hard to deal with. But I pray about it a lot. And I talk to my husband about it a lot. And, you know, when this whole thing of honor your parents came up, I looked at him and I was like, how do I do that? And he just explained to me, you are doing that with the the things that you're doing, setting the boundaries that are healthy for everybody, the unconditional love saying that you'll be there for her no matter what, whenever she needs you. And, you know, I don't, I don't talk crap about her. I'm trying to um, create a space in my podcast where, you know, my life isn't perfect. And I'm, and I'm being hit with things that a lot of people are, you know, um, and I want, to show you that it is possible from a Christian standpoint, if, if, you know, from a Christian standpoint that you can still honor your parents, even if it's kind of a dysfunctional (laughs) parent-child relationship. And then the same thing goes for my father, you know, um, I love him. He is my dad. We don't have quite the same bond as my mom and I did, but you know, when I was younger, um, Like I said, there was a lot of dysfunction when I would see him on the weekends. And then I I just decided, you know what, it's too much. I can't see you. And then so there was a period of there, I think about eight years where I didn't see him. And then when I became pregnant, I wanted to have a relationship with him again because I felt, you know what, maybe things are different. I have a child now and I would love to give him the opportunity to be a grandparent. I never want to take that away from anybody. And he had met this really amazing woman um my stepmom and uh I you know I went to her wedding or their wedding and everything and it w- and it was great but then um things happened with my ex and I met my new husband and my dad had a problem with his age <laughs> so I mean there was just one Christmas where it was a little bit rude and um 
And I just was like, well, I can't be around you if that's how you're going to be. And I was looking for an apology. I was looking for him to apologize to my now husband, you know, and uh, and he still hasn't done that. And he knows that that's kind of what I'm – I have told him I will – be open to a relationship with you if you apologize because it was kind of embarrassing what he did and and how like you know he was that that kind of trying to um intimidate my husband <laughs> you know with that whole I'm her dad and you know how old is he and <laughs> and all this stuff and at first I thought it was a joke and I kind of chuckled but he got actually really upset so I was just like okay you know and it's it's not like I was looking for his approval um you know, I, I don't know. So for me, um, I'm looking for an apology. And he knows that once that happens, we can be open to having a relationship again. So he knows, and the ball is in his court. And so that's what I'm just waiting for, you know, and uh, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but maybe one day. But like, these are the things. So I don't want to keep putting myself in the line of fire at the same time. My father doesn't agree with my relationship. I'm not going to put myself in the line of fire for him to constantly badger me about it if I go visit him. I like I just kind of know how my dad is and and I don't want to subject my husband to that either, that type of atmosphere. But I don't want to visit family without my family, you know? We come as a package deal. So that's the, again another healthy boundary. Um and he knows like the ball is in his court. Both of my parents, they have the control. At this very moment, they have the control and I'm open for everything. But it just looks like I'm being a selfish child and it's just not the case. And it feels like I'm being a selfish child. And the enemy works on me. He attacks me over and over again with thoughts that, you know, I'm a a bad daughter and I should be ashamed of myself and and then, you know, the things are happening with my older son. If you've listened to any of my um, older podcasts about parenting, my older son has moved out and um, we're repairing our relationship. But there's times in my weak moments, in my, when I get these attacks of hopelessness and, and a little bit of depression, I think this is what I get. So I'm stiff-arming my parents and now one of my children is stiff-arming me so I know that these thoughts are attacks from the enemy and he and he constantly comes at me but all all of that I know that I am a good person I am honoring my family in the ways that are healthy for me setting up the boundaries that protect myself and protect my family that I have created. You know, I will do everything that I can to protect this marriage and to protect my kids, my bloodborne kids and the kids that I've inherited. And I will not subject them to any type of discourse or um, chaos, even if it comes from my own family. And I think that that's okay. A lot of you, you have to be okay with if if things are rough in your family, if 
if whenever you get together, there's some type of argument or chaos or, or you've asked them to change a behavior and they keep doing the same thing over and over again, they've, that's the, the line that they've drawn. So I think that it's okay for you to set up a boundary, a healthy boundary, you know, and that can look different from everybody. If you can't have a deep conversation with somebody without getting into an argument, stop having the deep conversation. Have a surface relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. If, if, like in my case, if if seeing them brings more discord than than happy relation, maybe you don't see them as much. Maybe you just talk to them on the phone. Maybe you text them. Maybe you email them. You know, maybe you just tell them if you need anything, come and see me. Until then, I don't know. Right. So these boundaries are are a healthy thing and it still falls in line with the scripture of honoring your parents you know where you can fall off is where you start gossiping about your parents to everyone in town you know and I don't feel like that's what I'm doing I am sharing with you things that have happened in my relationship and God is telling me that These are things that you can help other people with because I know a lot of people, like I said, are dealing with these types of things. So you're definitely not alone in how, you know, if you have parents that it's really hard when you think of honoring them, though God tells you to, um, you're you're not alone in that. Um, And just know that Satan will use them to attack you, you know. And, and he's been doing that to me. So I think the best thing for me is I, I take my time. Like if I get a wave of sadness missing them, I let myself feel it. You know, I cry for them. It's really difficult, like I said, because I feel like I'm mourning them and yet they are still here. So, um but then I, I pray to God and, and, and I ask my husband to pray with me. You know, this Sunday I was rocked with just this huge wave and I just, during worship, and I just couldn't control it and I just released. And at the end of it, my husband prayed over me like right as soon as we were done with worship. And uh, it really helped me out. So prayer... Um, having your an understanding partner who can help you through it is amazing as well. Um, and then if you don't have any of that, like if you don't have anyone that, that can support you, reach out to me because I'll support you and I can help you along with it. I really feel like God put me in this position to help people who may not have somebody because for a long time I was dealing with this on my own. You know, I didn't feel like I had anyone that I could go to because if I, if I go to someone, they'll just say, suck it up or get over it. Your parents are still here. Feel lucky and all these things. And it's it's not always that cut and dry. So reach out to me if uh, if you don't have anyone to talk to if you're dealing with a similar issue. And uh, if you know anyone that could benefit from this podcast episode, I encourage you to um, share it with them and like the episode and make sure that you stay tuned because I will be releasing another episode of Confessions from a Pastor's Wife. Thank you so much. (music) 